from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Next up, Things Overheard in Hell. Joe Buck and Corey Aikman are doing all televised and radio games of the NFL this year. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no! That drunk guy just hit my child! It is okay, I have a clown nose. Clown nose, just put one on and you can do anything. Wanna run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. Please remember to go to Cole's dressing room, wait five minutes, and scream, Hey, there's no toilet paper in here! (laughs) Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Rob, how you doing tonight? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Been a long few days. Uh, yeah, it has been. I've had a lot of days with family that's in from San Diego. Had an absolute blast with them. And uh, um, I have to work the rest of the time. So today might have been the last day I get to see them. They're leaving Tuesday. I hope I get to see them again, but it may not happen. And I realize this. Right. So we spent a little extra time today, and it was fun, and it was good. And um, couldn't ask for anything better. So, and, oh, good. and on top of that, it's snowing balls to the wall. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I've been seeing reports. Yeah, it's snowing balls out right now, and which I don't necessarily mind. I like snow a couple times a year, then it goes away before it turns ugly. It melts before it turns slushy and ugly and yellow and shit and all that stuff. So. Anyhow, this is supposed to melt tomorrow afternoon and be gone. So this is a perfect snow. And also, it is the wet snow that you can pack and nail someone right in the face with a snowball and about kill them. Beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. I, it was breathtaking. Beautiful. I almost started weeping when I realized it's the kind that you could roll up and just smack the shit out of somebody. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like my sweet childhood when I used to nail people in the face trying to murder them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 Rob, I can hear it in your voice. You remember those days? Yes, I do, all too well. Yep, those days were so cool. Because um, you get away with, like, paralyzing somebody with a snowball with a rock in it. It was just clean fun back then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you didn't know, you didn't know rock. Was yeah, yeah, the rock got, somehow when you packed it, the rock got caught in there. Yeah. And you didn't mean to paralyze little Jimmy down the road, but that's what happened. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, the family's like, okay, well, little Jimmy probably shouldn't have been having a snowball fight, so he deserves to be paralyzed, and it's not necessarily little Marky or little Robbie's fault, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So there. Um, anyhow, um, Jeffy X is at it again, Rob. Did you know that? Well, good. I mean, good. what am I up to now? Eight hookers I got to buy him? 
something like that. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to go ahead. I'm going to go with the flat base 10 hookers right now. How's that? Because I'm he, up there like a 10 piece lingerie. Yeah, and plus the underwear that you're embroidering him and that you're going to yeah. have the special T- Stephen Piercy pouch in the front. And that's yeah, where, you yeah. know, you stuff it however much you want. But we're sure that he doesn't need stuffing. But if he wants a little extra stuffing in the front there, you know, make him, you know, a little fuller or whatever he needs or whatever, you have the Stephen Piercy pouch that you embroidered on the inside of the underwear so he can fill and full all he wants. Yeah. I've got three pairs done already, so i got um, a few more to make. You are a trooper. I mean, and I'm, and now he's getting ten hookers. He should be pretty happy. Oh, plus I got the matching socks. Too. Yes, yeah, the matching yeah. socks. Yeah. yeah, can't forget them. He did mention them last time I talked to him. Okay. Yeah, he said the hookers are great, but he said that underwear and the matching socks. He, he's just like he can't wait to receive them. So, once again, Jeffy X is added. You know, um, Jeffy X went around and he found out that there are a lot of Thanksgiving entrees that have failed. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, like always, Jeffy X, he risks his life to do these things. He breaks into these or whatever, he acts like he's an employee, and he gets these ideas that have failed, and he brings them to us. And like always, you know, he sent me an email, and um, I was scratching my nuts one morning, and it said, hey, 10 minutes Get your email, 10 minutes, it's gone. I went over there, I downloaded it real quick, and I had two minutes to spare. I waited two minutes, and poof, the email was gone. And Jeffy X has done this forever for us. He goes and he uncovers this stuff like the sleuth he is, like the true journalist Jeffy X is. And he cannot have his real name revealed because, I mean, quite frankly, he might get murdered because of the stuff he's uncovered for us, yes. So... Jeffy X, once again, working at it like he does. He's working for you, kind of like Fox 4 if you live in Kansas City. He's working for you, people. Working for you. Yes. Yes. These are Thanksgiving entrees that have failed. And yes, that is my chihuahua uh, barking in the background. No, she will not shut up. Yes, she's 16. Yes, she has dementia. No, I cannot shut her up. So, anyhow, you're getting your money's worth. Podcast is free. (laughs) So, all right. I'm okay. getting to know her over the phone. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> when you come over finally, yeah, the dogs and go, hey, hey, I know that voice. I know that voice, yeah. That's the other douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, all right. Without any further ado, the first Thanksgiving entree that failed, you see they do focus groups on this stuff, right? You know, and they pay some company to, you know, get like 20,000 people in a room, you know, in different rooms, and then they try these uh, entrees, and they yay or nay it, and then judging by the response, they figure out whether to release it or not, you know, people like Stouffer's, um, Butterball, and all that, you know, they came up with these ideas, and then they have a company do these uh, focus groups and these focus panels, and they tell them whether they like them or not, so these are the ones that nobody liked. And some of these I just don't get. You're going to be scratching your head with me, Rob. You're going to be like, what? That idea they turned down? So, I usually am. Yeah, usually we are baffled. We are flabbergasted. We are miffed, usually. So, okay. The first one is turkey stuffed with gunpowder. Did not go over. Why not? 
I don't know. That's a perfect combination, isn't it? You take that, a little. That would give a new meaning to smoked turkey. <laughs> yes, it would, Rob. Yeah, think of that smoked turkey and also Fourth of July and Thanksgiving together. Wrapped all in one. Gosh, I when I read this, I was like, oh my god, why did this fail? I want a turkey stuffed with gunpowder. Yeah, I might yeah. try that. I think what could possibly go wrong, Rob? Nothing. I don't see much that could go wrong. No, with that. nothing could go wrong with that. That's, that's too solid of an idea. So, anyhow, the focus panel said no, so they got rid of the idea, but Jeffy X is good enough to resurrect it and bring it to us. So, the next one, black licorice stuffing, didn't go over. Okay, that I can see. Me too, me too. All right, we're in agreement with that one. All right, okay. No black licorice stuffing uh, of any sort. Matter of fact, you could bring black licorice to me, and it would be a solid no anyhow. Right, me too. It's almost as bad as this next thing I'm going to mention. But, Rob, I'm going to give you the opportunity to mention what the next one that failed is. What do we hate? I have what do we absolutely kale 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 anything failed thank god it must not been the rubes that really like kale you know or they think they like kale nobody really likes kale they think they do they've been brainwashed i mean it was a joke from my understanding is someone came up with this kale product was a byproduct of mustard and and other and uh what is it asparagus or something and it was a byproduct of that and he said hey hey guys watch me throw this shit out and tell everybody it's organic and it's a superfood and these rubes will buy it and say it tastes good everyone tried it there and started vomiting and then he put it out, and people, like like the rubes they are, are like, oh, my God, this kale stuff tastes so good, and it's so good for you. Mmm, it's so great. So, kale, anything failed. Thank God they had the good panel there and not the stupid panel. They must have, like, right. uh, they right. must have checked the people over really good before they, uh, you know, before they let them in on this panel. About time. Yeah, yep. This next one, I don't know what went wrong with it. But, I, you know, some people just aren't on board with good things. Mashed waffles with carrot gravy. Hey, now that sounds pretty good. Doesn't that sound delicious? Mm. Yeah. Now, why that failed, I will never be able to tell you in a million years. Neither. It, sound, it sounds delightful to me. Doesn't it sound delightful to you? That's delicious. Oh, yeah. Yes. Delightful, delicious. Um, what other uh, spectacular? But no, yeah. they said no. So all right, we do not get as of right now mashed waffles and carrot gravy. So I suggest if you ever see one of these focus panels on something with like Thanksgiving entrees, if you want to change this, sign up for the focus panel and say yes to mashed waffles and carrot gravy. Right? Right. There you go. That's how you do it. You change. You change with your vote. That's how you get change. You want mashed waffles with carrot gravy? By God, if you, you can change it yourself by voting for this delicious, delightful entree. Yes. Yes. Get out and vote, people. That's right. Mashed waffles and carrot gravy. Tell it loud. Say it loud. Say it proud. Mashed waffles with carrot gravy. 
Moving right along. Cranberry and onion bake. Cranberry and onion sound great to me. Yeah, they sound, yeah. Yeah, you eat yeah. the sweet, and then you get a little onion bite I to it. Try that. I mean, it's kind of like jalapeno and raspberry. You know, they do that a lot with cream yeah. cheese, right? Yeah. Same idea. So what? What's wrong with that? I don't see nothing wrong with that. Me neither. This focus panel—they did great on kale. They did great on black licorice stuffing, but everything else yeah. they've solid just—they solid just mongled it. They dropped the ball. They dropped yeah, the ball. They, were, they were looking up and then... Boom. Yeah. The ball got away from him in the lights. It went yeah. spiraling over into the other people's hands. So, next one. Honey baked bologna. Or bologna. Or bologna. Oh, man. I know. I know, Rob. What could possibly go wrong with honey baked bologna? Bologna. Bologna. Nothing. That, that, that's upsetting. That it is. is upsetting. Just think, right now, we could be having a delicious plate of honey-baked bologna. Yeah. Or bologna. Or bologna. So. Okay, I'm, I'm joining up. I'm signing up for the next vote. Me too, Rob. We're going to change this thing. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. We are going to make this happen, people. Look no further than two douchebags in a microphone to save the day. Once again. No need to thank us. It's what we do. It's what we do. Right, Rob? Yes, it is. Yes. Next one. Hummus-style banana bread. Okay, I agree with that one. I hate hummus. I do not like the texture. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, okay, we're on board with that one, so good. Yeah. Yep, they can throw that one right away. This next one. I would tend to agree with it, but only because I hate fish and seafood. Spice sardine log. No. No. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. So, okay. Focus panel, you did do a couple of things, right? So we are happy with that. You're you're, you're starting to climb back up that hill. Yes. Yep. The next one, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be good, but I don't know. I'd have to try it first and let you know from there. Hot turpentine cider. I think if they got a big, a big like you know one of those, uh, one of those big mugs full of it, glass mugs full of the uh, hot turpentine cider, um, maybe a little cinnamon on it or nutmeg, a little cinnamon and nutmeg on the top of it, it might be pretty good. I, I could see a market for that. I could too. I could too. So, I, I don't know what their problem was. Maybe it was presented wrong, you know. Maybe they didn't... Maybe. Especially in the carpentry world. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, know. I know a lot of carpenters that drink that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they do have great taste, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next one, baked jelly bean casserole. Mm-hmm. I'm not a jelly bean fan. I, I'm not either. 
I've never understood the Jelly Belly fans and all of that. And there's, I forgot the other name of those. The ones that Reagan liked. Was that a Jelly Belly? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a Jelly Belly. Yeah, President yeah. Reagan liked those. I, I never seen the, the, it was like a big fever pitch back in the 80s. Everyone's going around. Jelly Bellies, I think, was the name of them. They sold like nuts because uh, Ronald Reagan, president, loved them. And he was always chewing on them back behind the scenes and stuff. And it became a thing, and people started buying them and just chewing the piss out of them. And I was always like, you guys are rubes. The only reason you like this thing is because the president likes it. And the president only likes it because he's going senile. Right? Yep. Yep. That's the way I remember it. That's the way I remember it, too. Next one. Cucumber and Marchino Cherry Salad. What could go wrong with that? Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds delicious. Man. Hmm. Tangy cucumber with a sweet marchino cherry, all chopped up yeah. and put in a salad with maybe some vinegar and oil, maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What could possibly go wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, okay. All right. And finally, last but not least, pickle cobbler. That sounds just that flat. That flat out sounds too good. Yes, it does. Pickle. Yes, it does. Man, pickle cobbler. Crazy good, I would think, right? It has to be. That delicious flaky golden crust with minced pickles. And probably some whipped cream on top of it, right? Or maybe ice cream, vanilla ice cream? Yeah, vanilla ice cream would go good on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just imagine minced pickles in a golden flaky brown crust with maybe some ice cream and maybe a little whipped cream on it. Mm. Oh, damn. Now you got my sweet tooth going. Yeah, me too, man. Oh, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, spacing off thinking about how delicious that would be yes yeah but no no focus panel said no so yeah what do we do so anyhow rob let's take us a little break and we're going to come back with more frivolity right sounds good to me or at least we think talk in a minute about what's just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Garlic mustard could and should be a go-to food during an apocalypse. Garlic mustard is plentiful everywhere. It is actually an invasive weed, but it can be very delicious and easily taken from about any pasture. Garlic mustard can be stewed or even pan-fried for delicious taste. It can also be added to other ingredients, whether it's a salad or any other type of food to enhance it. Garlic mustard should be a go-to staple during the apocalypse. Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. protection from fucktards? You have people coming and fucking with you constantly? You need answers, you need solutions? 
Smacking smack the, the nuts. nuts. That's right. Smacking the nuts is what you need. Smacking the nuts, get rid of said losers in no time flat. Smacking smack the, the nuts. nuts. Available everywhere wherever you buy self-defense items. Here are just a few testimonials from some satisfied customers. Stupid fuck come to me. He talks stupid. He no let me go. Smell like sack of shit. He spit talk all over. I remember smacking balls. I use shit sack. Shit sack lie on ground. I walk off. Thank you, smacking the balls. You saved me from smelly, smelly spit. Well, I had this stupid son of a bitch come around me. Uh, he would not shut his fucking yapper for nothing. He gets up on me and he talks all stupid. And I didn't know what to do. I could not shake this motherfucker like a booger. Then I remember smacking the nuts. I pulled out old smacking the nuts. And that motherfucker went down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Thank you, smacking the nuts. You saved me once again from stupid motherfuckers. Smacking the nuts. Don't leave home without it. Two douchebags and a microphone. I am the Mark portion of it. And I'm Rob. All right. Rob, you got anything you want to go to? Yeah. Uh, do you know who Todd and Julie Chrisley are? Can't say I do. They're, they're from the show Chrisley Knows Best that airs on USA. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he's a rich family. Yeah, he's built his wealth, and they they they're making all we're making all kinds of TV shows, reality shows about their life, and now their kids are in on it. Yeah, yeah, I do know that much. Well, I have an update on Todd and Julie. All right, uh, the world is waiting with bated breath. Todd and Julie Chrisley were sentenced to serve time behind bars after being found guilty of federal bank fraud and tax evasion in 2022. Although the couple's sentences were both short, Todd's to do 10 years and Julie's to do 5 years. Sources revealed that the reality stars aren't faring well in their respective prisons. They're still playing victim and having a bad attitude under the delusion that the more they complain, the greater the odds of an early release. When it's the total opposite, a source dished to the controversial television personalities. <laughs> All they must do is put themselves in serious danger with the other inmates because they're considered a serious scout, the source added. You know, and and that's because uh, they that's because they were handed all this shit, and they think that they're yeah. special. Yeah. Insider also revealed Todd, who is incarcerated at federal prison camp in Pensacola, Florida, already garnered a reputation for himself as a snitch. Ooh, not good in the prison. Other end, the other inmates are calling him a squealer, and worse. 
and treating him accordingly, the insider explained. Todd is in fear for his life. He gripes they take food off his tray and the kitchen won't give him seconds. Meanwhile, Julie also hasn't been happy about her new living arrangements at Federal Medical Center, Lexington, in Kentucky. She complains about having, about being treated as less than human and her living conditions are atrocious. The two of them do better if they just shut up and did their times. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you ever watched the show, Todd is very feminine anyway. I, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, actually, Julie is more manly than Todd is. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Um, that and being a snitch does not bode well in prison. No, it does not. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's probably only a couple of minutes before he's wearing a dress. In well, prison. It, it goes in, the story goes on saying how they're trying to get him moved to a different location. See, I think that's bullshit. It sounds to me like he created his own environment. You're trying to teach him a lesson, right? Yeah. How better way to treat him a lesson than leave him where he hates it? True. Yeah. Um, uh, coincidentally, on those same lines, you hear that Derek Chauvin was seriously injured with a knife wound. Derek Chauvin is a guy that, uh, um, um, damn it, what was the guy's name that he, uh, that, uh, uh, remember, I can't breathe, uh, George Floyd. Yeah. That was I, a cop. I, that was going to be one of my stories. Oh, go ahead then. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, all, all I was going to mention is, because it's along the same lines, is Derek Chauvin was seriously injured in a knifing. And I could have predicted that, and Rob could have predicted that, and a, yeah, a two-year-old yeah. could have predicted that. He will not make it out of there alive, in my opinion. Um, so, anyhow, um, moving right along here, was that the end of your story, Rob? Yeah, that was it. Well, okay, I would just like to add that, you know, you know what, what I said? I mean, I wish they would leave them right there and let them take their own punishment. And the reason is, is because how else do people learn that, you know... Um, let, I would say a cuss word, right? And my mom would stick this hot peppers that she grew in my mouth, uh, and uh, it would burn the piss out of my mouth. It was something that I hated. The reason I didn't cuss in front of her, I did everywhere else, but the reason I didn't cuss in front of her anymore is because I did not like that hot pepper. So you send him to prison, and he keeps bitching, and you move him, gives him the wrong message. That means, yes, you are special, and you can get whatever you want if you pout and act like a baby. Keep them there. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, along in different lines, um, there's a lot of cranberry love. I mean, Thanksgiving was the other day, a few days ago, right? Yeah. There's a lot of cranberry love going on now. There's people pitted up against each other. There's the cranberryers and the non-cranberries. I'm with the non-cranberries. I can't stand them. But I know a lot of people that are cranberry love. They love it. So... Thanksgiving is yeah, upon us, and then I wrote this article a little bit ago, and gone. Uh, 2023 version, so we all know by now, there are two kinds of people in this world. Those who love cranberries, and those who, like me, who don't. The industry standard is Ocean Spray. Now has a way for you, to cranberry lovers, to show it. 
Introducing new Ocean Spray Cranberry Merchandise. You know who you are, so now let the world in on it. T-shirts with messages on them are available. And uh, they have a canned love tea, which has a, you know, a can of Ocean Spray. An Ocean Spray logo tea, a Team Cranberry tea, plus many more. Ocean Spray logo golf caps, puffer vests, thermal stainless steel mugs, cotton towels, and kitchen towels. And even a custom order hotline to boot. So there you go, cranberry lovers. Piss the rest of us off by wearing your shit. Yeah. So, and while we're on the idea of horrible gifts, well, these aren't horrible gifts. You want to hear about the gift trends of 2023, Rob? Yeah, why not? Okay, these are the niftiest, newest inventions that are like gift crazes, and this is what everyone's running out trying to get little Junior or little nephew Billy or whoever. Okay, so this is the top gift tr- gift trends of 2023 and what people are trying to get and what they're running out of and the, the fever pitch gifts. So, the first one is a Black Falcon 4K. It's a $99 drone. This drone has been compared exactly to a $1,000 drone. Look it up. It is sturdy and cool looking. I mean, it it can fold back and look like a crazy insect. It can be folded forward and look like an F, uh, um, an F-15 fighter. It is a cool thing and it's sturdy, it's heavy duty, and it's got pinpoint turning. This thing is, it, it is like buying a $1,000 drone, drone for $99 but the problem is is getting one because they've been sold out for a while if you can find one online or in a store buy that thing because there's not very many of them available right now and that is the black fountain the black fountain falcon 4k if I could speak it'd be great the next one Atmo toys ball this high-tech spinner floats glides and climbs through the air at your command and simply if you watch the video there's a kid that has this thing about three inches away from his hand and he's steering this thing in air with his hand it's hovering with his hand and it, it lights up it lights up with little wires it glows it lights up with different types of lights it is a cool deal the high-tech spinner float glides and climbs through the air at your command, returning to you like a boomerang. It's equipped with vibrant RGB LED lights, which light up any room or backyard. Most commonly, it's $25 to $32, so it's a cheap gift too, but it is really cool, and it's something that will keep a kid busy for hours, because this thing is really cool. It's simply wherever you wave your hand is what it's going to do. It follows your hand, but it stays maybe, I would say, probably about six or seven inches away from your hand. It's really cool. And it lights up, and it's a spinner. It's really cool. So, oh, and, cool. And that's an Atmo Toys Ball. A-T-M-O-T-O-Y-S Ball. Relax Necker Neck Massager. This nifty invention looks like a neck fan. It has heat, vibration, and massaging motion. This is a great idea. It retails for $27.99, which is a very cheap price. But this thing, you ought to see all the settings it has on it and how it like it will dig into your neck and your shoulders and, and loosen them up because it has that clawing grip action that a massage chair has. You know what I'm talking about? 
you know yeah. how those little those little things those little prong things come out and just kind of like massage you like little fingers that's what this does but it's only for your neck and shoulders and it looks like one of those neck fans it is really really cool and like i said 27.99 not a bad price and man you could buy someone that and it would do them so much good and a real cheap price but something that could like really help them out and really help their life a lot. So, the next one is a light socket security camera. This light camera slash camera installs in seconds and much more affordable than pro camera equipment. The retail price of this is around $30, but it's cool because it looks like a camera, but it actually has, or it doesn't look like a camera. It looks like a light bulb, but it's actually a camera. So you could install it in any room and you could have access to what's going on in there. And no one would really know it unless they're really looking for it and could pinpoint the little camera eye. Most people don't think anything about it. You turn on the light, and the light comes on, and that's it. Unless something happens, like light doesn't go off, no one usually looks up there too close. So it's it's a pretty neat invention. When I saw this, I was like, wow, that would be really good for anyone, like maybe a kid that's home alone, and you don't trust him, you're out of town or something, and you're afraid he's having parties while you're gone or doing stupid shit, maybe smoking a little wacky or something, or and you don't like it, you're pretty sure he's doing it, you put in this camera, and then you're at your hotel, wherever, um, you get to looking at it, you're like, oh, hey, I knew Junior was doing that, oh, you wait till he get home, you know, I got this on my cell phone, I'm going to go, hey, who's that, who's that puffing on that weed and having that fucking hooker blow him? No, me, daddy. Oh, yeah? You want to look at my phone? Okay, I did that, daddy. <laughs> so... <laughs> The next one is called a Mwama NC, M-U-A-M-A, Mwama N-C-E-N-E-N-C-E, is a small handheld device that decodes 36 different languages on the spot. It hears the language and repeats it in your language and does the same to the other person being spoken to. It's really cool. Just hold this thing in your hand and let's say you're... uh, um, you're in Portugal, and you're speaking to someone, and they're speaking Portuguese, and they're telling, trying to tell you how to get somewhere. You hold this thing out, and he goes, yeah, and then it goes, um, go down to the third light, take a left, and then go around the U-turn, and then there's the traffic. You know, it's a really cool thing. It's real easy to operate, and it's just about, it's about 80 bucks. It's seventy eight ninety nine. So that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a gift, especially for people that are world travelers. So, this next one, do you feel real bold, Rob? Yeah. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to if you can buy this one and use it. Buy your own dental descaler. Oh. Oh no. No 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 no. Not for me. I'll let the professional do it. Thank you. That's okay. Yeah. Um, this looks very similar to an actual descaler used by a dentist. It retails for $34.99. So if you can stand putting yourself through hell and pain, if you can stand that, it's a great value. But, you know, here's what I was wondering. Whenever I go in to get my root scaling, I have to be on antibiotics that morning. Because um, I have a, a fake knee in, and anybody that knows if, if they've been through the fake knee situation like me, 
because infection can travel from your gums down to your knee and ruin your new knee, you have to take antibiotics before you go in for a root scaling. So this is essentially a root scaling. So I don't know if everyone knows that, you know. So it could be kind of dangerous. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Maybe there's a bunch of warnings, or maybe this is different. Maybe it doesn't go so far down. I don't know. But that was my first concern was, even if I did like the idea, which I don't, I could see that going really wrong because of that. Couldn't you? Yeah, I could. Yeah. Okay, the next one is, it's called a charge card. It is literally the size of a credit card. This device is the size of a regular credit card, but it has a small cord for phone battery charging. It's easy to carry through an airport, hospital, or whatever. It retails for $25.99, and it's ultra-fast charging, and it is the size of a credit card, and you just plug in. One end is a little bit thicker, so it has a USB port, and you plug your your, uh, phone charger into that, and voila, there you go. You get, yeah. Yeah, so this is something you can carry in your pocket, or even if you're, I wouldn't carry it in my wallet for fears of harming it, but this is something that you can carry really easy instead of those big, lumpy phone chargers. You know, you're doing a layover, um, I don't know, in Minneapolis or something, it's three hours, and your phone's at 40%, and you're like, oh, shit, I want to listen to something while I'm here, but I don't have enough battery juice. Now you got one of these little credit card chargers, you do, doesn't take any room either. And then finally, but not least, a Fitsenso watch, F-I-T-S-E-N-S-O watch. This wristwatch tracks your glucose from your wrist. This retails for $169.90, and it would be really, really handy for people, uh, especially a good friend of mine that uh, her, I, we believe her insulin pump went out, and she was in very bad shape. And still, I mean, she's still recovering. It's going to take her a long time in rehab and everything, but it fucked her, it fucked her up. If she had a glucose watch, maybe she could have seen that her glucose is getting crazy and preempted it before basically going into a coma and almost fucking dying. So, yeah, yeah, $169 is not much, and it's a great thing of what these things are. So that is the final gift, and I like every one of them. I think every one of them are fantastic. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I I suggest if you have any, you know, just look them up, and you'll see what I mean. All right, so those inventions I thought were pretty cool. So if you like them, like I said a minute ago, go look them up. So anyhow, Rob, we turn to you. Do you have something you want to say? You got something you want to get to? Yeah, the other night I was going to get to an American songwriter. That's right. That I still have not gotten to. Okay. All right. All right, I'm ready for one. We have not had one in, what, maybe four episodes? Something like that. Yeah. That's way too long. Yeah. So, anyhow, go ahead, Rob. Uh, this one is eight classic rock or metal bands still in line for a rock and roll Hall of Fame induction. This is going to make my blood boil. Oh, go ahead, because I know most okay. of them. Okay, first one, Ozzy Osbourne. He's in there with he's in there with Sabbath, but he's not there solo, and he needs to be solo because he was actually Ozzy solo is and has been more popular in America at least than uh, than Sabbath. 
it's been much more popular and sold many more records than Sabbath has. Yes. So, yes. so yeah. So go ahead. That's that's uh, correct. It also says Osborne's invitation may have remained on hold since he has expressed its open reluctance to receive the honor. Just take our name off the list, said Osborne. Oh, he might. You know what? It might be. There's people protesting because there are certain bands that have that have not been included in it, and some of them just barely got in after years of trying. Uh, Judas right. Priest, Iron Maiden, all these iconic metal bands that they just snubbed. As a matter of fact, Nikki Six and Motley Crue was like, he said, "Don't, don't invite us. We're not going in it. We, we're not going to show up. We don't want in it." And that's because so many of these iconic metal bands they have been omitted. They just, they're, they're, they're trying to get money, so they're going for the more popular acts. And quite frankly, acts that are not even rock. It's bullshit. So anyhow, go ahead, Rob. Sorry, I knew I was going to go off sometime or another. Might yeah. as well get it out of the way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, another one. Ronnie James Dio is not in the hall. Absolutely, and he had more than two albums with Sabbath, so he was, he was eligible, and he should have been in it. That fucking man, my blood is boiling again. RJD should have been in it with Sabbath, and he should have been in it solo. Bullshit. Anyhow, yeah, he, go ahead. Was not, he was not invited when they got they, inducted. In my opinion, they're absolute fucking crooks. In my opinion, they fucking are crooks and they suck. Anyhow, go ahead, Rob. I'll just shut up. Okay, number three, you mentioned Iron Maiden. <laughs> I got to keep my mouth shut because it will never end this segment. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Let's jump on to number four. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I was never a huge fan of theirs. Yeah. It wasn't my really thing, but yeah, they probably should be in there. Yeah. Well, though all members have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Solo. individually, yes. they haven't been honored as a group. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I, how that happens, Neil Young... Did great on his own, but he did not do nearly as good as Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. How they get off putting him in right. by himself, but not the whole group. Um, uh, David Crosby, or was it David Crosby, or is the other Crosby? I think it's David Crosby. Any, anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to help this move along. I'm not supposed to hinder it. I, so, go ahead. Okay, number five, John Fogarty. Creed and Squarewater Revival was yep. inducted in 1993. Mm -hmm. Fogarty refused to perform with the surviving members. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to stay yeah. out of it a little bit more and not go okay. out on a tangent. Yes. Number six, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's only one of them left. What is uh, it? No, there's two. Randy and Turner, both of 79 and the last surviving. Oh, members. oh, you're talking about the surviving members of BTO. Yeah. Yeah, and right. they're going to, they'll put them in after they're all dead, and it'll be five years after that. 
They do, they do. I mean, there's other bands I consider need to be there worse, but BTO was a very influential, um, somewhat groundbreaking band. So yeah, I could see it. Yes. So. Uh, number seven, Badfinger. Maybe so. Maybe so. They really didn't have that many hits, but their style of music yeah. really lended to the heavy metal version of songs, and the tone. The tone that the guitar had, they were really influential, so I cannot deny yeah. it, but it would not be my first choice. They had a lot of help on their songs, too. Okay. Uh, Come and Get It was written and produced by Paul McCartney. Okay. Day After the Day was produced by George Harrison. Wow. And Todd Rundgren produced <laughs> Baby Blue in 1972. Put them in the hall. Put them in the hall just because of that. You have the Beatles and Todd Rundgren working on your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They should have got a fast track all the way through. So, okay. Is there more? Uh, There's one, and I'm wondering why they are even on this list. Okay. I am not a fan of theirs. Devo. <laughs> Agreed, 100%. Number I'm one. I'm sure Devo is on this list. Uh, Devo was considered New Wave at first. Yeah. Then they kind of moved over to punk. Then they're just novelty. They're not really even that much music. They're a novelty act. They're a novelty band. They really don't deserve any much... Uh, consideration for anything like that i i mean they're just they're a gimmicky band always has been and they only have a one song and everybody notices or ever notice and that's whip it and it's it's an iconic song but really other than that it's a big nothing burger just nothing um no i agree with you they should not be anywhere near the hall of fame matter of fact if they get near it they should they should shock them Yes, and that'll tell you, that'll tell you how horrible they are. What hit did they have off of those nine albums? What type of recognition did they have off of those nine albums? Whip it good. That's it. So that will tell you how bad that band is. So, anyhow. And that was in 1980. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no way. That band does not deserve to even look at the Hall of Fame, even though I hate the Hall of Fame, and I think they suck, and I think they're wrong. So, anyhow, thank, thank you, Rob. That was a really good segment, and thanks for getting my blood pressure up. You're welcome. I figured you might need that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Let me know I'm alive. Yeah, get me all fucking all yeah, crinkled. Yeah, I'm, yeah. All, I'm all crinkle feathered right now. So, anyhow, let's take us a little break, and let's come back with some more bullshit. That sound good? Sound good. All right, we'll be right back, people. Should I record frog sounds in the summer, then play them when it's zero degrees on my ring doorbell for the Amazon guy? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like fun. 
A lot of podcasts just come from a can. Here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, we pour our own podcasts. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Two douchebags and a microphone says. You ever dream about eating chocolate pudding and wake up with a spoon in your ass? Just asking. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Every sock you wear is slightly rotated. Just enough for it to be uncomfortable. Two douchebags and a microphone. I am Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Um, did you hear about the Taco Bell that's getting uh, sued for uh, having a crazy sex orgy or party or something like that? No, I did not. All right. Well, stay tuned. You're about ready to learn about it, Rob. Um, a former Los Angeles area Taco Bell employee is suing the company and a franchise owner after she claims a Christmas party at the fast food restaurant descended into a drunken mess that included open sex. I'm like, where? where's this Taco Bell at? I want to go. Yeah, really? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Tacos and tacos and tits. Yeah. Yeah. Tacos and tits. How can you beat that? You can't oh, beat wow. that with a baseball bat. You can't beat that with Louisville Slugger. Wow. Okay, so um, anyhow, uh, Alana... Become, I think, Beecham, Beecham, Atlanta Beecham filed her lawsuit last week in Los Angeles Superior Court. In the suit, she alleges that her supervisor invited her to the December 18, 2022 party at the San Pedro Taco Bell in which she worked. She was encouraged to bring food for a potluck-style buffet, and her contribution was a bowl of guacamole. Once she arrived... Beecham discovered that her supervisor covered the windows of the restaurant with wrapping paper and also covered the cameras for the lobby for the inside of the restaurant, according to the complaint in the uh, New York Post reports. She claims her supervisor provided alcohol to staffers, several who, who, uh, of whom were overserved. Around midnight, after Beecham had uh, stepped outside for a short time, she walked back into the restaurant and saw co-workers having sex uh, with his wife in front of everyone at the party, she alleges. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what angle she's taking, though. It didn't really specify if, like, this traumatized her or it was like you should never have something like that in a workplace and made her uncomfortable. I'm not sure what angle she's taking, but she's suing 
uh, I guess, for improper, uh, um, what would you call it, I- improper um, actions, right? Something like that? Um, yeah. yeah, uncomfortable, um, exposed to bad situation. Maybe she was kind of trying, maybe people were trying to co- coerce her into joining, maybe, or, you know. Um, so anyhow, she is suing. It did not say for how much, but it sounds to me like one of those suits were like they should. And and don't get me wrong, that should have never happened. I'm just not quite sure what she's suing for. Do you see anything there, Rob? No, not really. No, I I say you know what, not man. My opinion. Uh, not my opinion. Yeah, not my opinion either. I I think yeah, okay, maybe she is traumatized a little bit. Maybe give her, I don't know, six months' salary and say, hey, sorry, sorry we did that to you. Sorry we didn't know that was going on. But anything over that, I think, is excessive. And and the guy, the uh, the manager was fired. And the employees that partook in certain activities were let go. So they kind of righted the wrong, right? And yeah. I think part of the suit, wouldn't you have to prove that Taco Bell had knowledge of this? You would think so. Yeah. So, I'm going to try to keep track of this and find out how it unfolds. But, yeah, I agree with her. This should have never happened. And, yeah, it's probably uncomfortable, especially for a single woman there, you know. It would probably be pretty overwhelming and probably kind of traumatizing. But uh, my personal opinion is anything over six months' salary and a, hey, sorry, and a pat on the back, not the ass, a pat on the back, and thank you, and we're sorry it ended up like this, should be enough, wouldn't you think? Actually, at that rate, you may just want to give it a handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a handshake, too, yeah. Yeah, not even a yeah, pat on the yeah, back. Yeah. You give her a handshake. No, no tap. No yeah. taps whatsoever. No, no. Do you agree with me with a six-month uh, salary, or do you think that's excessive or too low? Or? Yeah. I, I think that would be fair. Yeah, I think that's quite fair. Here's six months salary for putting you in a horrible position, and also you don't want to work here anymore, so you're out of a job. So here's something. You didn't waste your time necessarily, and yeah, you're traumatized a little bit, so here is some money. Here's a parting gift, a handshake, and sorry about it, and uh, we took care of it, and we don't know what else to do. We had no idea this clown was doing that, and we're sorry about it, and here's some money, and go. So, uh, that's what I'd do if I was Taco Bell. I wouldn't offer much more than that either because I don't think that Taco Bell knew about this. And when they found out about it, they let him go. They fired him. I don't know what else they could do. They couldn't make him unwind everything and have him not do it. So, anyhow, well, okay. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey have a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ours is better, by the way. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, where else can you hear fart jokes? They don't tell fart jokes, right. right? Yeah. No, actually, it's New Heights, and I love their podcast. It's really good. They're both very funny. They are naturally uh, very comedic, and they have a quick wit, and it's a very good podcast. I've listened to some of their episodes, and it's very good. It's not a podcast where you're, like, staring at the wall, going, uh, you know, just background noise. They actually have something to say, and they're actually very clever, and it's good. So, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey are excited for the holiday season. 
Fresh off the Philadelphia's win against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night, the Kelsey brothers are back in a new episode of their weekly podcast, New Heights, with Jason and Travis Kelsey. And they they dished on air their upcoming plans for Thanksgiving. The brothers revealed that they will not be celebrating the holiday together as Travis, 34, will be in Missouri, while Jason, 36, will be in Pennsylvania with his wife, Kylie, and their three daughters. Travis said that he'll be feasting on KFC because I won't have anybody here. His brother then extended an invitation for him to take a quick trip to see his nieces. As Jason said, they'll have plenty of food. As far as the food in question, Jason shared that the Kelsey family were not big turkey eaters growing up and they usually had pork chops on Thanksgiving instead. Their younger days were uh, always involved a game of pickup football at one of the local elementary schools in their neighborhood the Eagle Center said, and that would be Jason Kelsey. And um, anyhow, uh, Taylor Swift is still in South America over that whole, um, that fan dying at one of her concerts because of lack of hydration. Did you hear about that, Rob? I'm pretty sure you did, didn't you? So Taylor, Uh, I I think their original plans included Taylor and, uh, and Travis doing Thanksgiving together. But in the in the light of all the recent events that happened, I don't think she's able to make it. So Travis is on his own, and I thought it was interesting that he is just going to get a bucket of KFC. Um, yeah. So anyhow, um, Rob, you got anything you want to get to, or do I go to this DoorDash uh, story here? Yeah, yeah, I got one. All right. It's about Mickey Mouse. Oh, hell yeah. Iconic Mouse. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, yeah, well, it's not sounding too good. <laughs> okay. Uh, where was I? On November 18, 1928, Mickey Mouse made his first public appearance in Steamboat Willie. The short film not only introduced artists to the charming mouse, but also marked a revolutionary moment in the history of animation. It was the first cartoon to feature synchronized sound and music, a technological breakthrough that elevated the medium to new heights. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. November 18th became an integral part of Disney's traditions as it was celebrated as Mickey Mouse's birthday. Over the decades, this date saw elaborate festivities, events, and special releases reinforcing Mickey's place as a cultural ambassador for the Walt Disney Company. However, and this is a little older story, However, as November 18th, 2023 approaches, our damn phone. Oh, there we go. However, as November 18th, 2023 approaches, a sense of change looms on the horizon. This year marked Mickey's final birthday before Disney loses copyright protection for Steamboat Willie on January 1st, 2024. This impending exploration raises intriguing questions. 
about the f- future of Mickey's birthday celebrations. Wow. So Theoretic- Theoretically, if Disney chooses not to renew its focus on Steamboat Willie, this was gonna, this could be his last birthday. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. I, so I never. To say him or not. They are so far advanced in everything that they've done and been moved so far away from their traditional everything that I could see them just dropping in myself, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they get bought out, they, you know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Disney, and I haven't been in some no, time. They're, they're losing followers left and right. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't think they're a very good company, in my opinion. I don't like the way they do things. I think they suck. And um, anyhow, um, you know what? I could see them letting that the iconic Steamboat Willie go just because they have other interests at heart now, and they couldn't give a shit less about them, in my opinion. So... Yeah, that well, um, well, unfortunately, is, would they have to pay to renew it? I don't know. Um, I think so, but well, let's, let's face it. Yeah, I, you, yeah, you imagine they would have to, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. they would. They would. It now. Um, Who knows? I'm going to say it's more like their focus isn't on wholesome entertainment. That's what Steamboat Willie was. I don't think they're yeah, necessarily yeah. give one else's shit about wholesome entertainment anymore. I think they're more into special interests, in my opinion, and they couldn't give one else's shit about that fucking rat that started them off. So I could see them letting it go and not really giving a shit. I could. The only way I see them keeping and renewing is because of the money that it still brings in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I think that they may renew, but it's just for monetary reasons only. Nothing sentimental. Nothing about the original creator, Walt Disney. Nothing about what he, his concept of this, what he wanted to be. Had I think it has nothing to do with that, except their own greed, in my opinion. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 yeah so, uh, anyhow, they'll probably renew, but not for the reasons you think they do. I think they're renewing simply because it is extra money and they still probably get a lot of money from the copyrights. So, anyhow, um, we can close out this program with this little this little article I have here. Everyone, you know what DoorDash is, right? Yeah. Okay. DoorDash is an app that allows customers to have food and groceries delivered directly to their door. When using the app, customers will have the option of tipping their driver, though it isn't a, re- uh, a requisite. Despite this, it's considered common adequate to tip your driver, with, uh, with expert Thomas Farley recommending that customers' tip be at least 20%, which I don't agree with. I think 20% is full-service restaurant, and I stick to it. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, DoorDash, 10 15%, and that's what it should be. And all this shit about leaving a tip for fucking, for a, uh, for a go, you pick it up, for a pickup order, is bullshit also. 
This isn't always the case, however. A viral video that resurfaced, we see a TikToker explain a situation that happened between a customer and employee. The DoorDash customer requested drop-off at their apartment, which was on the ninth floor. They provided a tip of $1 to their dasher. When the dasher left the food at the front desk of the building, the customer said, that's the not, it's not the location that I requested. To which the dasher responded and said, the elevators were unfortunately out of service for emergency repairs. They have stairs, the customer wrote. The TikToker then prompted reviewers to discuss the situation as they'd be happy to walk up nine flights of stairs for one dollar tip. I agree with the door dasher. If someone's going to walk up nine stories, they deserve at least a 20% tip. And that 20% tip is so your fat ass doesn't have to walk all the way down the stairs and walk all the way back up. And I would expect that to happen. So even though what I just said about, you know, it's too much for anything under a full-service restaurant, I mean that except for a situation like this where someone's got to walk up nine flights of stairs for $1. No, no, that's yeah. wrong. And I agree with the guy, and I wouldn't have done it either. I would have, I would have said, you know what, DoorDash, if they had insisted that I go re-delivered, I would have said, yeah, I quit. Fuck you. Because that is bullshit, and that's someone trying to bully you into doing it and pay you nothing. The, the person that did that, in my opinion, is an asshole. 100% asshole. So, anyhow, they get what they get. They, yeah, they have, yeah, they have to walk down nine flights of stairs, get their food, and go back up nine flights. They should have left five bucks. So, anyhow. Uh, all right, Rob. Well, uh, we agreed, agreed to do just one podcast tonight, so I think that is it for tonight. All right. All right, Rob, I will speak with you tomorrow night. Sounds great, my friend. Alrighty, everybody have a great night. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Hey, where'd everybody go? Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh. Glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.